everybody and welcome to another episode of the creative cast i am so excited that you're here joining me today now today we're talking about something that's kind of important but not super exciting legal issues in podcasting i know i know super boring stuff but like i said It is very, very important that we look at some of these legal issues that pop up in podcasting. So before I jump into anything that I'm going to share with you today, I just need to say that this is general information. It is not legal advice. Of course, legal disclaimer on a legal issues in podcasting episode makes absolute sense, right? (laughs) Okay, so let's jump into... We're going to talk about copyright, we're going to talk about fair use, we're going to talk about guest agreements and co-host partnership agreements and and all these things that seem to come up in my years of experience and working with podcasters. If your podcast is moving from something that you thought, oh, it's just a hobby, it's just, I'm just trying it out, it's just an experiment, whatever the case may be, and it's really becoming a more serious endeavor, you're looking at monetizing it, you want to make sure that you are on the right side of the legal issue or the law when it comes to these things. So let's talk about some of the most common legal issues that can pop up with your podcast. Copyright, specifically with the music that you use in your podcast. Now, this is a big one, y'all. There is so much misinformation on the internet about using music in your podcast. And... Posting anything about it on the internet tends to get a lot of people in the comments explaining that it's fair use and you can use under five seconds and it's fine to use. And by the way, none of those things that I just mentioned are actually true. Whenever I ask clients about their experience with using music or what do they know about copyright, I usually get some of these comments. Of course, you can use 30 seconds of any kind of music without permission. So you basically get the idea. Like I said, there are lots of misinformation out there. It's super important to pay attention to the original source of the audio so that you can get permission to use that audio within your show. If you don't know, fair use is the legal principle that the public is entitled to freely use portions of copyrighted materials for the purpose of commentary and or criticism. While this is true, it does not mean that you get to take, that you can use the copyrighted material in your podcast any way that you wish. No, absolutely not. So if you're currently doing that, you need to stop. This is what you can do. So for instance, let's say you are discussing a copyrighted work on your podcast. You're talking about a movie or a particular book that you've read. But fair use does not actually give you the right to actually play clips of material or music without permission from the person who created it. So the easiest way to avoid any copyright issues when it comes to music is to use royalty free music. Now this doesn't mean that the music is free, it just means that there are no royalties that are attached. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, go google it or shoot me an email and I will be happy to explain it further. 
many times, like especially if you're working with an editor or a producer, they will tell you when it's time to look at, at your music, you need to go and get royalty-free music, stock music, and they'll give you a number of different websites that you can choose these from. Of course, absolutely. Now, like I said, it doesn't mean that it's free. It just means that there's no royalties attached to that music. So it actually gives you the right to use that music on your podcast. And it usually comes with some sort of fee. Some websites have a subscription model that you can use all the music on their website for X amount of dollars. Some you pay per however long that particular music is. So I'm going to repeat this one more time for the people in the back. If you are not currently using royalty-free music or music that was specifically created for you and you have the permission from that artist to use the music or you recorded it yourself, then you need to stop. If you have permission, perfectly fine. If you yourself have recorded the music and you're using your own music, that's totally fine too. So where do you go if you're looking for royalty-free music? There are hundreds of thousands of websites that provide this. Some of the ones that I use are Audio Jungle, Epidemic Sound, and the YouTube Music Library will also have a lot of copyright-free music uh, through the Creative Commons license or things like that. Now, with each type of music that you choose, there will be licenses that say you can use this for your podcast, you can use this for your video. Sometimes there's different licensing depending on how you're going to use it. And it usually lays that out on the website that you're choosing it from. And like I said, you could also get custom music created for your show by working with an independent artist or musician. That's always an option. If you have the money to do that, you know an independent artist, that's that's something that you guys want to work out, fantastic. If you happen to have the talent to create and perform that music, absolutely go ahead and create it and record it yourself. The other thing you need to pay attention to, especially with copyrights, are images and other art-related laws. The laws regarding images are very similar to what you're going to find in music. Art is typically covered by the copyright law, which extends to books and scripts as well. So you always want to check to ensure that the material you want to use is fair game. And if you're contracting an artist to make your show or episode art, you want to make sure that you have a contract in place to establish who it belongs to and what you can do with that. So if you're designing art, For your podcast, you're getting ready to launch your podcast and you're designing the artwork or you're redesigning artwork, you want to make sure that you're not including any copyright things, any kind of brand logos. A lot of people, when they are designing artwork, they want to include like the Apple logo or or they want to put Spotify on there. Don't just, no, (laughs) just skip right right over that. Just skip right over that, y'all. And don't forget, if you did not take your own picture, you're using that in your artwork, you want to make sure that you have a signed release from the photographer that took that to use their work. And most photographers are willing to do that without a problem. Now, the other thing I want to talk about, and I don't think a lot of people are talking about this, but ownership rights of your podcast. Now, I know you're probably saying, what? What are you talking about, Tammy? Of course, it's my podcast. I have all the ownership rights to it. And you do. But I want to make sure that you are checking with your podcast host to ensure that they have 
limited rights when it comes to your material. So that means they cannot change or use your content without compensating you. Because just like anything else in this world, there are some less than reputable podcast hosts out there that will slip in some, how should we say, interesting clauses into their terms and conditions. As I've mentioned multiple times before, my favorite three hosts are Libsyn, Buzzsprout, and Captivate. And I'll go ahead and link those in the show notes. Now, I currently work with clients on all three networks, and I personally recommend them. I personally use Libsyn. I absolutely love it. It's the OG. It's been in the game since the very beginning, and it just works. It wor- and it works well. I've looked at their terms and conditions. There's nothing in there. They ha- all have limited rights when it comes to the material of it. And it's mostly, you know, that it being abusive in any way or... But definitely they cannot use any of your content without express permission from you and or compensation. Okay, so that's the, that's the thing you really want to look for. Now, if you want to know about a different host, because there's tons and tons of them out there, please shoot me an email at support at TammyMunsonCreative.com and I will give you some feedback on that particular host. And the, also the other thing is if you're working with a network, lots of different ones out there, if you want to make sure that you are fairly compensated and credited for the work that you do together. And in regard to this, I want you to think about any kind of freelance work or sponsored content as well to make sure that it's clear who owns the work. Now, sponsored content is typically owned by the people that are sponsoring the content, but you should make sure that you're reading over the contract because you did get a contract, right? Yes. So you want to make sure that you're reading over the contract that is from the sponsor very carefully. I know a lot of people, they go, oh my gosh, we've got a sponsor. It's great. It's fantastic. And they get so excited because they finally have a sponsor. They finally are getting some monetization, some revenue that's coming into their podcast. And they forget to actually read what's in the contract. Or some don't even sign a contract. They're like, oh, I don't need a contract. Yes. Yes, you do. And the other thing, and this is really, really important, y'all, is if you have a contract and what's in the contract is not being done, you're not being compensated the way that you should be, they're using your stuff within a different way that is specified in the contract, you want to make sure that you are enforcing that. Being proactive, and this goes far beyond a sponsor content. This is about anything. Let's say maybe someone is using part of your content from your podcast and using it on theirs, or they're using your music, especially it's music that was either done by yourself or an independent artist did it specifically for you. So you want to be proactive in that, that you are enforcing your own copyright. So you want to be proactive about that kind of stuff. Filing a claim, your copyright only strengthens it. Again, please, if you have any questions about this particular aspect, I want you to contact an attorney and they can give you more information about how to file a claim with your copyright. Okay, now the next thing is it's re- it's a relatively new thing, but it's really starting to gain a lot of traction within podcasting and it's guest agreements. And while I think that it's always smart to have an agreement with anyone that you work with so that the lines of 
of communication are very, very clear. Everybody knows what's expected of them. I don't really think that a guest agreement is necessary, depending on the kind of podcast that you have. Are they a sponsor? What are the details behind it? Now, sometimes a simple agreement can be made just via email or audibly at the beginning of the show. And this is really where this is starting to pop up its head is if a podcast host who has full rights of deciding whether a an interview is going to be published, let's say it's just a bad interview and the host decides, you know what, this is this wasn't the best audio, this wasn't a great interview, I, re- I just really don't want to air it. Sometimes you may have a potential issue with this. I haven't yet. None of my clients have had it. It's always a good thing to have just a little something that says we have the right to not air this. Now, the other thing that I get a lot of questions on, especially when podcasters start to really get the ball rolling with monetization and getting a lot of revenue in, you know, should they start an LLC? You don't really need to worry about any of this until you start receiving revenue from your podcast. And since a lot of podcasters are using their podcast as an extension of their business, they probably already have that formal business structure. Again, contact an attorney about this specifically, as opposed to what type of, you can set it up as a sole entrepreneurship, just make sure you're taking out the taxes and things like that. If you're concerned that you may be sued, especially if your podcast is controversial, it might be a good idea to create an LLC and that way you're protecting your personal assets and protecting yourself is always a good idea. The other thing I really want to make sure that you guys are doing is vendor and co-host agreements. Now, vendor agreements is absolutely essential when working with any kind of outside vendors, whether it's a musician, an editor, other people who are making specific services for you. I highly recommend having a contract with anyone that you work with. Even if that person is your best friend and has been your best friend since day one, is your ride or die, it's always good. Have that contract. It specifically lays out all the who, what, when, where, and how. There's no misunderstandings that can happen, and you are covered. And this goes for co-hosts as well. I always recommend that co-hosts have some sort of partnership agreement. And it's almost like a prenup. People have different views on prenups and should you or shouldn't you and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not going to get into all that. But my personal view is it makes it clear in advance who has the right to do what with the podcast. And what if something does happen? One co-host decides, you know what? I don't have the bandwidth to do this anymore. I'm not enjoying it. It's not fun for me. I want to be done with this. Then what happens? So instead of making decisions based on emotions at the time, especially if there is a misunderstanding, you already know what exactly is going to happen. You just put, you just take the agreement that you have, you put it into place. You know, we all like to think that everything's going to be fine and nothing is going to come up. And of course we want to, we want to think that way, that everything's going to be wildly successful and you're going to want to do this forever and ever and ever, but you really should have an agreement in place, just like any partnership, any partnership that you have should have an agreement in place. So it reduces any miscommunication, any misunderstanding about whose role was what, 
And instead of pointing fingers, you could just say, well, it clearly states in our agreement that you are supposed to do X, Y, and Z. And like I said, most likely you will never need it, but in the event that you ever do need it, it's there. The other thing, and this is so important, and a lot of people don't think about this. So if your podcast is not part of your existing business or you start to receive revenue from your podcast, you need to start thinking about taxes. I'm not even going to get into any of it. For the best advice, contact a bookkeeper, a tax specialist, a CPA. If you want a recommendation, I'm more than happy to give you one. But contact a tax specialist for specific advice related to your situation. So like I mentioned, even if your podcast is brand new, you still want to make sure you are on the right side of any kind of legal issues. I have seen so many podcasters, not my clients, but many other podcasters out there get into some serious legal issues because they they either didn't know, they didn't do their due diligence, they didn't do their research, they didn't ask the questions. Most of the time it was in regards to copyright use of music and or artwork. Okay, so just make sure that you are doing that research. Again, as always, if you have any questions, please shoot me an email at support at com. And speaking of questions, lately I've got a lot of them about, hey, I've started my podcast, it's going okay, but I need to, I want to increase my podcast audience numbers. How do I grow my podcast? Well, you guys are in luck because next week, so I'm going to share my three strategies on how to increase your podcast popularity. Now, ladies, I say this every week and I believe it. In my core, I believe in each and every one of you. Y'all are my heroes. I believe that inexperience, production fatigue, and intimidating tech shouldn't hold you back. So let's walk through this journey together and spend less time worrying about the details and more time spreading your message. I hope that you have a great day and I will talk to you next Monday. Bye, y'all. Let's say it's just a bad interview and the host decides, you know what, this is this wasn't the best audio. This wasn't a great interview. I re- I just really don't want to air it. You know, sometimes you may have a potential issue with this. I haven't yet. None of my clients have had it. It's just maybe, you know, it's always a good thing to have just a little something that says, you know, we have the right to not air this. But again, for this particular one, I would contact an attorney and get the the details on what the law is. No, we're going to try this again. Okay, so one thing that's relatively um, new, but it's starting to get a lot of traction, is guest agreements. Now, while I think it's always smart to have a an agreement about you know, when you're working with someone else um, and depending on the type of show that you do, the type of guests that you have on, 
Um, if there's any kind of money exchanging where they're paying you to be a guest on your show, which I don't necessarily agree with that either, but I understand why some podcasters choose to do that, then maybe an agreement might be in your best interest. If that's the case, I would contact an attorney specifically about this and ask them for their guidance on this. If you're worried about, let's say, an interview doesn't go very well, you choose not to air it, maybe you just kind of say that in the beginning, hey, I have the, we have the right to not air this so there's no misunderstandings or anything like that. Um, but as far as a, a actual physical contract, I would contact an attorney specifically about this. Now, the other thing that I get a lot of questions on, especially when podcasters start to really get the ball rolling with monetization and getting a lot of revenue in, you know, should they start an LLC or whatever. So, like, you don't really need to worry about any of this until you start receiving revenue from your podcast. And since a lot of podcasters are using their podcasts as an extension of their business, they probably already have that formal business structure. Again, contact an attorney about this specifically. Um, as opposed to what type of, you know, you can set it up as a sole entrepreneurship. Just make sure you're taking out the taxes and things like that. If, if you're concerned that you may be sued for, you know, especially if your podcast is controversial, it might be a good idea to create an LLC and that way you're protecting your personal assets and protecting yourself is always a good idea. The other thing that is that I really want to make sure that you guys are doing is vendor and co-host agreements. Now vendor agreements is absolutely essential when working with any kind of outside vendors, whether it's a musician, an editor, other people who are making specific services for you. You know, I highly recommend having a contract with anything you work with, even with anyone that you work with, even if that person is your best friend and has been your best friend since day one, is your ride or die, when you work together, something weird happens. It's always good. Have that contract. It specifically lays out all the who, what, when, where, and how. There's no misunderstandings that can happen. And you are covered. And this goes for co-hosts as well. I always recommend that co-hosts have some sort of partnership agreement. And it's it's kind of... And it's almost like a prenup. I mean, you you know, I mean, people have different views on prenups and should you or shouldn't you and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not going to get into all that. But my personal view is it makes, it makes it clear in advance who has the right to do what with the podcast. And what if something does happen? One co-host decides, you know what? I don't have the bandwidth to do this anymore. I'm not enjoying it. It's not fun for me. I I want to be done with this. Then what happens? 
So instead of making decisions based on emotions at the time, especially if there is a misunderstanding, you, you already know what exactly is going to happen. You just put the you just take the agreement that you have, you put it into place, and 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 that goes. You know, we all like to think that everything's gonna be fine and nothing is gonna come up. And of course we want to we want to think that way, that everything's gonna be wildly successful and you're gonna wanna do this forever and ever and ever. But you really should have an agreement in place, just like any partnership. Any partnership that you have should have an agreement in place so it reduces any miscommunication, any misunderstanding about whose whose role was what. And instead of pointing fingers, you could just say, well, it clearly states in our agreement that you are supposed to do X, Y, and Z. And like I said, honestly, most likely you will never need it. But in the event that you ever do need it, it's there. Now, the other thing is, and this is so important, and a lot of people don't think about this. If So if your podcast is not part of your existing business or you start to receive revenue from your podcast, you need to start thinking about taxes. So I'm not even going to get into any of it. For the best advice, contact a bookkeeper, a tax specialist, a CPA. If you want a recommendation, I'm more than happy to give you one. But contact a tax specialist for specific advice related to your situation. So the one thing I really kind of want to take a little bit deeper dive on and circle back is to the ad sponsorships. Now, every podcast host has different motivation for starting their podcast. And if your podcast starts gaining in popularity and has an engaged audience, there are amazing opportunities for monetization. I mean, we've talked about it here on the podcast. You could do a sponsorship deal. You can do affiliate marketing and receive affiliate income through your podcast. You could do something like Patreon with the subscriptions, whether it's through Patreon or Apple or Spotify or one of the other subscription-based platforms that are out there. Now, if you do strike some sort of deal with a sponsor or advertiser, again, make sure you get in a contract to really kind of secure the fine details of who is responsible for what, who has rights to what, how much is this going to be. So some of the common things in a sponsorship agreement are deliverables. What are you responsible for? What are they responsible for? What are the payment terms? Who has rights to the intellectual property? Is there any kind of exclusivity disclaimers? Is there any kind of legal disclaimers? And especially when it comes to representation and take out the representation. So 
you want to make sure that the deliverables are clearly laid out so that both you and the sponsor knows exactly what they're getting in exchange for the money that you were being paid. So some things to consider with this is, are they going to be the only advertiser? Sometimes that conversation doesn't come up until much, much later when you decide to get another sponsor and the sponsor's like, whoa, wait a minute. I thought we were the only, we were the only ones, you know, what type of other sponsors can you work with? Does the, the advertisement include shares on your various social media channels? How many? How often? You know, and of course, you always want to include the payment terms and how much you're going to get paid, when, and what happens if the sponsor doesn't pay you? It's happened. And then finally, you want to be sure that the sponsor has the right to share the company or brand materials that the sponsor wants you to share with your audience. So having all of these things helps you avoid conflicts later. So like I mentioned, even if your podcast is brand new, you still want to make sure you are on the right side of any kind of legal issues. I have seen so many podcasters, not my clients, but many other podcasters out there get into some serious legal issues because they weren't, they either didn't know, they didn't do their due diligence, they didn't do their research, they didn't ask the questions. Most of the time it was in regards to copyright use of music and or artwork. Okay, so just make sure that you are doing that research. Again, as always, if you have any questions, please shoot me an email at Tammy. I'm sorry, please shoot me an email at support at TammyMuntingCreative.com. And speaking of questions, lately I've got a lot of them about, hey, I've started my podcast, it's going okay, but I need to, I want to increase my podcast audience numbers. How do I grow my podcast? Well, you guys are in luck because next week I'm going to share three of my personal strategies that I use with my clients on how to increase pro- podcast popularity. I'm going to say that again. So I'm going to share three my three strategies on how to increase your podcast popularity. Now, ladies, I say this every week and I believe it In my core, I believe in each and every one of you. Y'all are my heroes. I believe that inexperience, production fatigue, and intimidating tech shouldn't hold you back. So let's walk through this journey together and spend less time worrying about the details and more time spreading your message. I hope that you have a great day and I will talk to you next Monday. Bye y'all.